This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. It is Wednesday, the second day of August 2023, and there's a whole lot I want to talk about. But I do want to start out with an article in Wealthy Living by S. Salman. 17 of the dumbest things Joe Biden has said. Throughout his more than five decades sucking from the government tit, working by not working, collecting a paycheck off of your taxes, Gropey Joe Biden has gained notoriety for his verbal gaffes, missteps, and ability to defy gravity by actually falling up a flight of steps. Not once, not twice, but at least three times that we have video evidence of. Of course, the 80-year-old is not physically fit or mentally fit to be the president, yet the Democratic political party and his puppets in the mainstream leftist progressive liberal woke media continue to prop him up and pretend that he is fit for duty. The rigors of the presidency have intensified his tendency for verbal blunders, leaving White House staffers to deal with the aftermath of often perplexing and controversial remarks. Let's take a quick look at some of those that stand out. Biden recently said, we ended cancer as we know it. We all know that's a lie. I know people with cancer. So that's an outright lie. Particularly odd and disturbing was a verbal misfire when Biden was in a crowd calling out, shouting out for Representative Jackie Walorski, unaware that she had tragically passed away eight weeks earlier. He asked, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I think she was going to be here. Of course, she was quite dead. And then later, French Dip, the quota hire, the little buckwheat in the spokesperson's position, said she was top of mind, top of mind, top of mind, top of mind. Corrine Jean-Pierre repeated over and over. Well, if she was top of Joe Biden's feeble mind, then Joe Biden would know that she was quite deceased. But that's what they do. At a St. Patrick's Day reception for the Irish Prime Minister Brian Cohen back in 2010, Bidenly thought the Prime Minister's mother did die, but she was quite alive. Quote, His mom lived in Long Island for 10 years, so God rest her soul. And although she's, wait, wait, your mom's still alive? It was your dad who passed? God bless her soul. I got to get this straight, Biden said. So he doesn't know the living from the dead. I guess he's right there on that fine line between the two. Then there was the time he said, God save the queen, man. Of course, the queen is dead also. Away back, he said, I will stand in front of each section. No, I really mean it. And if you can see the camera, they can see you. It's the least consequential part of the meeting for you, I promise. God save the queen, man. The queen was already dead. This guy doesn't know the difference between the living and the dead. He also doesn't know between the, dif- the difference between the able-bodied and the disabled. During a 2008 campaign rally in Missouri, Joe Biden made a very insensitive, crude comment asking the audience to applaud State Senator Chuck Graham. What Biden should have known, but seemed at that moment to be unaware of, was that Graham is paraplegic, confined to a wheelchair, when Biden shouted, Stand up, Chuck. Let him see you. Gesturing, waving his hands upwards. Come on, Chuck, stand up. 
Maybe Joe Biden thought he was a faith healer at that point, and he was going to get old Chuck to stand up. That's your president, folks. In May of 2020, during an interview on a radio show on a black network, Biden made a very racist comment that offended many blacks throughout the country. When questioned about his own record on racial issues, Biden stated, quote, If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. You ain't black? Why did you have to start using slang terms, gropey Joe? Why didn't you say you aren't or you are not? You ain't. You ain't bees black. Racist panderer. Of course, President Biden said the other day, one of the things I'm always asked is why Americans have sort of lost their faith for a while on being, being able to do big things. If you could do anything at all, Joe, what would you do? I said I'd cure cancer, and they looked at me like, why cancer? And I said, because no one thinks we can, and that's why, and we can, we ended cancer as we know it. We didn't, though, because I know people with cancer, and they still have cancer. It wasn't ended. People are being diagnosed with cancer each and every day, Joe Biden, but you're an idiot. Back in 2019, Biden made a very racially insensitive comment that the media gave him a pass on. In Iowa in 2019, he stated, quote, Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. That's racist as hell. But he got a pass. Nobody bothered him for that. It's quite all right to be racist if you're a Democrat, especially if you're Joe Biden. Or you can insult people. Biden, in 2020, during a New Hampshire campaign event, addressed a young voter, referring to her as a, quote, lying dog-faced pony soldier, unquote, after she asked him a simple question about his poor performance in the Iowa caucuses. He screamed at her like she was some piece of trash on the street. And then 15 months after becoming the president, questionably so, Biden still had a hard time remembering his job title. He said, quote, there have not been many senators from Delaware. It's a small state. Then he introduced himself to the crowd at the White House. He says, as a matter of fact, there has never been one. But then he called himself a senator. He was the president at the time, supposedly. As President Biden was begging for you to help pay off his $45 billion bribe to the country Ukraine, the terrorist nation, now run by a dictator named Volodymyr Zelensky, who prior to being the president was a stand-up comic, he said, quote, Mr. Biden did, Ha, we're going to accommodate them. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and their other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocrack, kle yeah, kleptocracy, kle klep the guys there who, who are the kleptocracies. But those are bad guys. Mr. Biden. Mr. Biden. Shame on you. He says we have over 120 million people dead from COVID in the United States during a campaign event in June of 2020. 120 million dead? That would be one third of all Americans. Who do you think you are? Thanos in the Marvel comic universe? He then later, after someone told him in his earpiece, whispered to him, hey, it's 120,000, you idiot, not 120 million. He then corrected himself. During a conference call, Biden assessed the strengths of fellow presidential hopeful Barack Hussein Obama. He said, quote, I mean, you've got the first sort of mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and clean and a nice looking guy. I mean, that's a storybook, man. 
what Biden said, if you break that down, you've got the first sort of mainstream African-American, as if all other African-Americans couldn't possibly be mainstream. They're all radical, right? Then he said, who is articulate, as if all black people sound like they're from the hood, from the ghetto, with Ebonics. All blacks, Mr. Biden thinks, except Barack Hussein Obama. And bright, he's bright. Most other mainstream African-Americans aren't bright, or clean, or even a nice-looking guy. In other words, that's a storybook, man. But no one called Biden out for the racist he actually is because there's a D following his name. D for dumbass, D for dimwit, and D for Democrat. The 13th idiotic thing Joe Biden has said that we've recorded here is, quote, if your home is powered by safer, cheaper, cleaner electricity like solar or heat pumps, you can save about $500 a month on average. $500 a month? Geez, the electric bills are high under the Biden administration. It took many hours later for the White House press corps to quietly correct the official transcript of the president's remarks. They crossed out the word month and instead inserted the word year as if Biden doesn't know the difference between a month and a year. It's a multiplier of 12, Gropey Joe, in case you're not paying attention. Of course, we all remember when President Biden fumbled to recite part of the Declaration of Independence, one of our founding sacred documents, when he said, quote, We hold these truths be self-evident. All men and women are created by the, you know, you know, the thing, the thing. Joe Biden was rambling and struggling for words during a CNN interview where he said, quote, You know, there's a, during World War II, uh, you know, where Roosevelt came up with the, uh, that, uh, you know, was totally different than a, than the, the, it's called, he called it the, you know, the World War II. He had the, the war, the war production board, unquote. That's a direct quote. I read it exactly as the transcript has it written. You know, there's a, uh, during World War II, uh, you know, where Roosevelt came up with a thing, uh, that, uh, you know, was totally different than, uh, than the, the, it's called, he called it the, you know, the World War II. He had the war, the war production board, unquote. That, that's the guy leading your country, everybody. Joe Biden, who is of Irish descent, once implied that Irish people in general are all stupid. How did he do this? He said, quote, I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid, unquote. He called all Irish people stupid, except himself. Four days into the year 2022, Joe Biden said, quote, there's a lot of reason to be hopeful in 2020. <laughs> he said that in 2022. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the resident of the United States, gropey Joe Biden, and 17 of the dumbest things he's ever said. And you're listening to the Truth Hurts program. A car enthusiast breaks down five reasons to not get an electric vehicle, according to the publication Axel Addict, written by Jarrett Hendrickson. A car enthusiast said five reasons why you shouldn't buy an electric car. Number one, it can be really hard to find a place to charge it, especially if you're not a Tesla owner, because not everywhere has charging stations for the chargers that aren't Tesla. And even finding Tesla charging stations is a challenge for most EV owners. Number two, you got a lot less cars to choose from. Electric vehicles, there's only so many. 
Now there's more coming out. They aren't quite the same selection as gas cars though. Number three, charging times. Pulling up, getting a tank of gas real quick and getting out of there is a lot faster than waiting for a charger to open up and then spending hours watching the charger charge slowly. He brought up an important point that a lot of people don't realize. Electric vehicles need specialized maintenance. You can't just roll into a local car shop or your garage and take the battery out. Road trips, not very convenient. If you don't have access to the supercharger Tesla network, it takes hours to charge your car. A TikTok user said, I have both electric and gas. Electric for local driving, which is 90% of my driving, and gas sits around for the longer 50 plus mile trips. The longer 50 plus mile trips? My daily commute is over 50 miles, which automatically takes me out of the electric car market. I don't want anything to do with it. Well, there's number four, of course, is the sheer cost of buying an electric vehicle and then having to have a specialized modification to your home's electrical system just to be able to charge the thing. That costs out the wazoo. And of course, number five, the lie about the range of electric cars. Not a single one tested in real world trials came anywhere close to the estimates that the EPA and the car manufacturers are sticking on the windows of those electric cars. And according to the EV Pulse, the question is, are EVs actually cleaner than gas cars? I'll give you the answer without even going into the article. The cost to produce the EV car, its battery pack, its charging systems, etc., is far, far more polluting than that of a regular gasoline-powered car. Electric vehicles have been proven to be harder and more wearing on tires, which puts more tires in landfills, sloughs off much more of the tire material into the atmosphere, onto the roads, and therefore into the waterways when the roads get washed down by rain. Not to mention, trying to recycle or dispose of EV batteries is a nightmare waiting to happen. So the answer is, EVs are more polluting. And if you don't believe me, go ahead, buy one, do your part. I, for one, am not buying into that lie. After all, the same people lying to you about electric vehicles are the ones who lied to you about vaccines that would keep you from getting COVID. But then you needed two vaccines and then a booster, a booster, and now they're calling for yet another booster so they can keep their buddies at the two big vaccine manufacturing companies in the profit move, mode, rather, and keep those companies from revealing the truth about the COVID lie. Let's switch gears here for a moment. An anonymous beer distributor has revealed to the New York Post that Bud Light's ongoing controversy may lead to long-term damage for the brand overall. Since their ill-fated partnership with the transgender bender pretender Dylan Mulvaney in April, Bud Light has experienced about a 30% drop in sales compared to the previous year. They also recently announced hundreds of layoffs due to the decline in sales. The distributor stated that many consumers will likely not return to Bud Light, having already made their choice to switch to other brands like Coors Light, Miller Light, Modelo, and others. Competition in the market, coupled with various options available to young consumers, poses a significant challenge for the AB, Budweiser, and Bud Light brand. Execs in the beer industry are expressing similar concerns, highlighting the potential for the decline to last for an extended period of time. Many criticizing the company's marketing strategy, emphasizing the importance of proper execution 
when targeting younger customers. As a result of the decline, of course, we all know Modelo Especial has surpassed Bud Light as the top-selling beer in the country now for two straight months. Experts and executives from other beer brands criticize Bud Light for alienating its base and advise companies to adopt more balanced approaches in their messaging to avoid polarization in society. The Heineken CEO, Dolph Vandebrink, expressed the importance of being thoughtful and balanced in brand messaging while standing firm on principles and values. As the Bud Light controversy continues, I shall continue to update you. I went out last night for pizza and beer and almost slipped up and fell into this old routine of I'll have the meat lovers pizza with a Bud Light. I caught myself before the word Bud Light came out. I said, and a beer. <laughs> she said, what kind? I said, uh, well, do you have Coors Light? And that's what I drank. It is what it is, what it is. According to Milla in the publication Buzz Loving, white men are a danger to society, according to a San Francisco reparations panelist. Listen up, all you crackers. A San Francisco reparations committee member claims that white men are a menace and that white supremacy is ingrained in the DNA of the USA. Slave owners should be held accountable, Nicole Cunningham claims. Nicole Cunningham is a member of the San Francisco Reparations Compensation Committee. That's the group that's proposing paying millions of dollars in slavery reparations to the city's black residents, who were never slaves. And white people should foot the bill, she says. She claims that white people still benefit from slavery. Newsflash, Nicole, you racist. Everyone in America has reaped the benefits of the founding of our nation. Whether that founding included slavery of black people, Chinese people, Irish people, Italian people. Slavery was wrong. Slavery was abolished over 160 years ago. No man, woman, or child alive today has ever been a slave, nor have their parents or their grandparents, and likely not their great-grandparents. Also, not every black person in the United States of America is a descendant of slavery. Conversely, not every white person in America is a descendant of someone who owned slaves. My own family didn't arrive in this country till 1906 or 1908, depending on how you interpret the last digit of the date sequence in the Ellis Island records when my great-great-grandfather came to this country. This woman, a member of the Compensation Committee of San Francisco, who has proposed paying millions of dollars in reparations to the city's black residents, called straight white men, quote, a menace to society, unquote. Miss Cunningham, straight white men are the basis of our entire society, our entire nation. Ms. Cunningham was part of the committee that proposed every eligible black resident should receive $5 million, paid for, of course, by your tax dollars. She claims that white men are privileged, adding, quote, straight white men are serial killers, unquote. What an idiotic racist statement for this black American 13% hyphenated minority loser to make. She then says, they, straight white men, have the most. I watch these shows, the most serial killers. Straight white men are the ones who are shooting up schools, right? Wrong. 
The last mass school shooting was performed by a transgender female who appeared to be brown-skinned. Audrey Hale was a transgender, meaning she was a female, and her only goal in life was to pretend to be a male. Imagine that. She claims they are a danger to society, but not all of them, right? She had to clarify that after realizing. She then says white men are not supporting reparations, not helping with reparations, and if anything, straight white men pose more of a harm than support and help. She turned to supposed historical moments. She says, quote, Then you got to remember the ancestors are the ones who were standing out there in a Sunday best, watching black people hang and burn, unquote. More white people in this land known as the United States of America were ever hanged than black people. That's a historic documented fact, Miss Cunningham, you lying, pandering racist. She then says... White supremacy is ingrained in the DNA in this country and definitely in this city of San Francisco. She's on a 15-member African american Reparations Advisory Committee. Several other members of the committee, all black, share her views. Scott Weiner, a Weiner, is a California state senator and confirmed that he supports reparations to make good on the harm that was done. And regarding the payments said, there's always a way to afford it, but we do have a pretty disastrous budget right now, but that will shift over time. Newsflash, Mr. Wiener, you wiener. People and businesses are leaving your state in droves because of the disastrous progressive liberal woke communist Marxist policies that Democrats in the state Senate in the state house and in the governor's mansion keep shoving down the throats of those who pay your salaries. The more white folks leave, leaving unemployed and unemployable black folks and brown folks and people who think that everything should be handed to them, the further downhill your state's budget will go. To further play the race card in this article, it says Japanese Americans and some Holocaust survivors reportedly got reparations payments. Really? The law gave surviving Japanese Americans $20,000 in reparations and a formal apology by President Reagan for their incarceration during World War II. $20,000 in the 1980s equates to about $80,000 maybe, $75,000 today. Not $5 million. Not five million, you begging bunch of losers. The payments were made to Japanese American citizens that were removed from the West Coast during World War II for actual losses of their personal property and real estate that was taken away from them and did not come anywhere close to making it right. The things that were done to them. The Hoover Institution makes a calculation that reparations for San Francisco alone should be about $175 billion with a B, or $600,000 for each non-African-American household in the city. Only non-African-American households should have to come up with $600,000 to pay off the Black-African-Americans. Cunningham is proposing taxing utilities such as, quote, water, garbage, internet, and cable. She says you can add a nickel to these things and you'll have millions and millions if not billions of dollars. Oh, the pandering racism. 
Cunningham explained, no one has asked us, hey Nicole, can we send this money to Ukraine? They just found and sent the money. Considering San Francisco yearly budget is 14 billion, finding over 150 billion will be quite a task. This woman is out of her mind and should be dismissed as the idiot she is. Rob Crilly is the senior US political reporter for the DailyMail.com news organization and he writes, Biden's allies are photoshopping images of the 80-year-old president in an attempt to make him look younger. Why? Because more than 70% of voters in the U.S. think Biden is simply too old to be the president. There's a tweet out there showing President Joe Biden, how he looks trim in a white polo shirt, aviator shades, and a youthful looking face. Next to him, former President Donald Trump, caught in a less flattering light with a saggy golf shirt hanging over folds of flab, the article says. Chris Jackson tweeted, as I've said before, if they want to make this campaign about fitness, game on. There's only one problem. The image of the 80-year-old Biden was manipulated and photoshopped to give him the face of someone decades younger. Not that that matters to Jackson, who waded into democratic politics at the age of 19, whose Twitter profile shows him standing at the White House. Yes, this clown actually thinks it should be called POTUS versus BLOTUS. It doesn't matter that the Biden allies who picked up the images and sent it viral knew that it was photoshopped. In an election that is likely to pit the 81-year-old incumbent against the 78-year-old challenger, vigor and health will be one of the key battlegrounds as the two sides try to show their candidates are fit for the job, while the opponent is allegedly ready to be put out to pasture. If you've seen any live video of the feeble Joe Biden trying to simply walk down a flight of steps or across a stage or across the White House lawn, having to be guided along the way by people or even the Easter Bunny, and I'm not making that up, then you know that he is in no shape to be president. And you see Donald Trump trotting up a set of steps onto a stage, forcefully walking his way to a podium, smiling and waving, no direction whatsoever being given to him because he knows where he's going. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he needs to say. The White House has gone to great lengths to attempt to protect Biden from all of those awkward questions about his age. They've even deployed a shorter set of steps for boarding and deboarding Air Force One to reduce chances of additional stumbles by the feeble old man. There's a good reason to try and head off the age issue. A recent poll conducted for the DailyMail.com found that 71% of all Americans think Joe Biden is simply too old to be president. And here's the very interesting part. Just shy of half of all Democrats agree Biden is simply too old. I want to quickly break down that poll. 71% say Biden is too old. 15% say they don't know. 14% say he's the right age. Of that, 73% of all men polled say Biden is simply too old to be the president. 69% of women say he's too old. And in the age breakdown, people age 18 through 29, 73% say Biden's too old. In the 30 to 44 year old demographic, 72% say Biden's too old. In the 45 to 64 demographic, 73% say Biden's too old. Amongst all Americans 65 or older, 65% say Biden is too old. 75% of whites say he's too old. 73% of Hispanics say he's too old. 
and not surprisingly, only 49% of Blafrican American, 13% hyphenated Americans, many large percent of whom are on government welfare programs, 49% say he's too old, and 25% say, I don't know, 26% say he's the right age. Non-college graduates, 72% say Biden is too old. College graduates, 68% say Biden is too old. Republicans, 94% say Biden is too old. Independents, very key, crucial voting group, say 71% of them say Biden is too old. And not surprising, in the same number as the Blafrican American 13% hyphenated minority, Democrats, 49% say that Biden is too old. He's already the oldest in presidential history. If he wins re-election, he'd be 82 during his second inauguration. And if he lives long enough to complete a second term, he will be 86. Allies try to play down the voters' worries about his age and how it will impact his ability to do the job. The math doesn't lie. Figures don't lie, but liars do figure. And Joe Biden figures if he doesn't answer questions about his age. And if he hides in his basement, people won't realize how feeble, how old, how senile and unfit he is for office. Gang, I have run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a wonderful Wednesday. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing because I speak the truth. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program is pre-recorded. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved.